It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brings you interviews with some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. It's our goal to educate and empower you so you can live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. We have another great show for you today. In 2011, today's guest Colleen Alexander was run over by a freight truck. After five weeks in a coma and 29 surgeries, Colleen survived. Rather than let the trauma and depression control her life, she became determined to find a way to turn her pain into something positive. A lifelong athlete, she decided she would run again and dedicate her medals to the everyday heroes around us. Since then, Colleen has run 50 races and completed 40 triathlons, including four half Ironman events. Now a spokesperson for the Red Cross, she shares her story to encourage others to take that first step forward. Colleen is the author of the new book, Gratitude in Motion, a true story of hope, determination, and the everyday heroes around us. Welcome, Colleen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Colleen, thank you so much for being here because you have such an inspiring story. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about what your life was like before the accident. What were you doing and and what were you experiencing at that time? It was going really well. My husband and I had been married for about a year. Um, We had been reconnected for about three years. We just moved to Connecticut. I started a new job. We were actively trying to have our, our first little one. We were enjoying life. Okay, so everything was going well and your life was on track. So let's talk about that day. What happened that changed everything for you? Um, October 8th was just this gorgeous fall day. And I had been called in for a work meeting on a Saturday. And my husband was a postal worker. So he worked on Saturdays to deliver mail. And I always rode my bike into work. As long as weather permitted, I would ride it. And it's about 10 miles each way. So gave him a kiss goodbye, um, had everything sitting out on the counter to make for dinner when I got home and headed to work. I had a wonderful meeting with my supervisor, left, was halfway home. And unfortunately, a large freight truck uh, blew a stop and ran over me, the front and back sets of tires. Colleen, what were the extent of your injuries? Um, They were significant. My entire body from right below my xiphoid process down past my knees was run over. So if you would imagine uh, the double set of tires on a, a freight truck. So thankfully, my heart was missed. But I was run over twice um, and dragged. I was basically gutted apart. The doctor described it much like if you were to put an apple on one of those old-fashioned apple peelers, Mm -hmm. crank it to take the skin off. That's what happened to the vast majority of my body. My pelvis was literally snapped into two pieces. I had an open book break. And then my leg was just crushed and my ankle was crushed and uh, back and front ends were were completely ripped apart. So I thankfully was backboarded and um, by three amazing strong women here in Madison that are um, paramedics and EMTs and brought to Yale. I flatlined within two minutes, approximately two minutes of of getting in. My femoral artery had also been ripped apart. And um, the journey of just trying to 
bring Colleen back started. So I began going into cardiac arrest. Um, they said basically as quickly as they could get blood and, and body products into my system, I was just draining them out. My chief trauma surgeon described it like if you were to change a fish tank and you left the motor running and you forgot to unplug it. So you're draining the water out of the tank and the motor just starts struggling to try to siphon that water. And eventually the motor just burns out. And essentially my heart muscle was working so hard to try to bring whatever blood was left in my body. And there just wasn't enough blood left. So I began flatlining. And as I had um, approximately 20 people circling my body in the, the trauma bag giving CPR for over 20 minutes, there were surgeons trying to screw my pelvis back together. Uh, and apparently it was just a, a, a pretty chaotic scene. Colleen, so, do you have any memory of this at all? I have too many memories, unfortunately. Um, so I remember the entire trauma very, very vividly, um, everything up until I coded the first time in the, the trauma day. Um, and then my next memories are of being in a coma and being able to hear um, and smell and taste, but I couldn't move anything, um, including I couldn't breathe for myself. Yeah, the memories are, um, are present. So Colleen, these professionals used their medical genius to fix whatever they could, and then it was time for you to heal. What was your recovery like? Very intimidating and very scary. So nobody knew the extent of how well I would recover. We knew that it was gonna take years um, over 50% of my body had lost its skin. So we were aware that at minimum, I would be growing skin back for about a year to a year and a half, and that I would have um, several surgeries. Uh, we weren't sure how well I'd be able to ambulate um, if I'd ever walk again. So there was a lot of unknowns. And my medical staff was really incredible with me that they were always very honest. Um, I was never given any um, fluffy you know, you're going to be great and you're going to be a triathlete again and you're going to be a mom and, you know, you're going to recover fully. Um, they were always just very, very raw with me with, you know, first of all, you survived and this is incredible and we're going to be right here with you for every step moving forward. And as long as you're willing to fight and work hard, we're right here with you to fight and work hard. So the race, the series of races, I think, began for me once I woke up out of that coma. Colleen, were there times when you said, I just can't do this anymore, I'm too tired, I can't fight on? And and if there were, what kept you going? Yeah, there absolutely was. Um, the pain in itself was very difficult to just know how to exist. And having, I had wound changes daily, sometimes three, four hours at a, at a pop. Um, which were very, very humiliating. And um, the thing that I started to learn was that I had had all of these people that donated blood mm-hmm. um, and that my heart had only been restarted because of these multiple units of, of blood that were given to me. And when people donate blood, they do it selflessly. They Typically, they're not getting anything back except for maybe a cookie and some apple juice. But I learned the magnitude of heroes behind me. And I learned that I had had these hands-on CPR compressions. And the very act of the human family became so real and so powerful for me that I knew I wasn't alone. So that has really been um, the driving force for me is that I'm part of something far bigger than Mm -hmm. just this this incident that happened in my life. Well, Colleen, we all go through different types of trauma or challenges. 
What is your message to someone who feels like he or she can't go on? Is it that we're part of something bigger? That we're a part of something bigger and also that it is completely okay to not be okay sometimes. I believe that in our society, we are taught that if you're going through a tough time, suck it up and get through it. Um, you know, if you have chronic pain, if you have depression, if you've had a death in your life, if you've had a disease or whatever it is, we rarely are given the permission to mourn and be messy. And more than anything, I think for people to understand that the most beautiful, beautiful pieces of art come out of really, really messy art studios. Mm -hmm. And we have to give ourselves permission to be messy and, and to know that at our weak moments, we have no less uh, self-worth. Our worth is still there. It's still great. It's still strong. Um, but we need assistance at that time. And that doesn't, you know, make us any weaker. Colleen, since it was the lower part of your body that sustained the most damage, why did you choose to run again? Did that make some kind of a statement for you? Absolutely. Um, so running has never been easy for me. Uh, I had brain surgery prior. I had lupus. Uh, running has always been very, very painful um, because it's joint related. And so I did run, but predominantly so I could do triathlon, but I didn't love it. And once I was bedridden thinking I might never run again, the only thing I wanted to do was run. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I would never run as good as I ran before, but I used to dream of running. I would just imagine my body just moving forward. And running became this catalyst for me that I could say thank you to so many people that had helped me live and thrive. And when we do races, uh, typically we get a medal at the end, a finisher's medal. And when trying to to thank a hero, there's not many things that we can really, uh, well, that I could think of that I could give to a hero to really thank them. I mean, certainly my verbal words, giving them a hug, giving them a card. Um, but to be able to go out and literally take these journeys, these physical journeys of strength, and then get this medal and be able to hand it to a hero um, became this impetus to run. And then I thought, started thinking, oh my goodness, well, I have all of these doctors and surgeons and I have all my physical therapists and oh my goodness, look at all these races I have to do. It became a, a very different experience. And then I had 30 surgeries. So in order to go under anesthesia each and every time, I wanted to be as strong cardiovascularly as I possibly could be. And so mm-hmm. I no longer raced the place, but I would race to be as strong as possible to go in for the next surgery. So running just, um, yeah, it, it has a whole different meaning for me now. It's, it's very, uh, very journey and spiritually driven. How has all of this changed you? I just appreciate the days a little bit differently now. It's forced me to really relive a lot of my um, infancy because I was incontinent for a long time. Um, I was dependent on everyone for for everything, food, drink, water, air. Um, You know, I I relearned to walk. I had to relearn basic math. I relearned so much. And through that experience, I, I thought, you know, that little Colleen that was there so many years ago that was learning these things is still very much a part of me today and learning how to nurture that younger self um, in my present state has been really beautiful. The book is Gratitude in Motion, a true story of hope, determination, and the everyday heroes around us. If you would like to get more information about Colleen and her work, you can visit ColleenKellyAlexander.com. 
Colleen, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? There's a lot of uh, turmoil that's happening in our world, all around us in our communities, and remember that love is always louder. We are part of a beautiful human family, and just look at each other, look at yourself, remembering that our hearts all all bleed the same blood, and we we need each other to survive, and how beautiful our, our human family really is. Colleen, thank you so much for being here with us today. Your story is so inspiring, and it reminds us that anything in life is possible, and also that wonderful things can come out of the darkness. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life has a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life 24-7. Visit CYACYL.com. And be sure to tell your friends. Are you discounting the power of your voice? Hi, I'm Suzanne Tregenza Moore, business coach, online marketing strategist, and creator of the Socialize, Mesmerize, Monetize system. I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to convert more prospects into sales. As entrepreneurs and marketers, we spend a lot of time and energy on marketing to large groups of people. We send emails, we place advertising, and we develop social media campaigns. One thing too many small business marketers are forgetting is the power of their own voice in reaching out to potential clients and customers. It used to be that picking up the phone was the only way to do business. Today, the pendulum has swung a little too far in the opposite direction. As marketers, we've forgotten to use our personal voice. There is no better way to transition a prospect to a client than speaking directly to him or her. And the best way to do that is simply by picking up the phone and calling. Don't forget that when you speak to someone or leave them a voicemail, you are able to convey through tone and inflection sincerity and concern for their needs in a way that trumps even the best marketing copy. Use your voice more often and you'll see your business thrive. Interested in more advice about reaching out to prospects? Connect with me at SuzanneTMoore.com. Are you stuck in a leadership quagmire, unable to gain the footing you need to make the progress you want? Hi, I'm Amy Blumberg, an executive and leadership coach, but many of my clients call me the dot connector. If you're what I call a builder, a serial entrepreneur, ambitious visionary with strong leadership skills, who has built a business or brand but can't connect the dots, here are three strategies for my Building Dots program. One, start with a vision and build a bridge to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Two, explore how you can leverage your expertise and accomplishments to open new doors and pursue interesting opportunities. By expanding your network, you can increase exposure to other 
executives and business owners who can provide industry contacts, guidance, and advice on how best to execute your vision. Three, channel your ambitions into a plan of action by simplifying the process, establishing priorities, and setting achievable goals. No matter what stage you're at, having a definitive and deliberate plan will reduce stress and stimulate positive action. I can help connect the dots because I've been a builder too. With one-on-one -on -one thoughtful direction, I can help you make the right strategic decisions to vault you from where you are to unlimited possibilities. So let's connect Unstuck Yourself. For more details and contact information, go to amyblumbergcoaching.com. At Amy Blumberg Coaching, I connect people and possibilities. Do you often find yourself thinking, why are all the good ones taken? Hi, I'm Julianne Cantarella, matchmaker, dating coach, and owner of New Jersey's Matchmaker. I work with singles in the tri-state area, helping them to totally transform their love lives by taking the mystery and confusion out of dating so they can create the relationship they desire and deserve. After working with singles for over 13 years as a matchmaker, dating coach, and relationship expert, I'm here to tell you, no, not all the good ones are taken. Perhaps it's time to address that self-limiting belief and share shift it into a more positive intention. I invite you to accept that not all the good ones are taken. There is a good one out there waiting for you to become open to them. I welcome you to consider what defines a good one. Is it someone who shares your same goals, values, and relationship vision? Or do they have to be a perfect specimen of a person with a high net worth? Take some time to identify what really makes a good one a good one, so that when you meet them, you won't let them get away. Are you interested in learning more ways to totally transform your love life and create the relationship you desire and deserve? Then connect with me, Julianne Cantarella, at NewJersey'sMatchmaker.com. It's time for To Your Health. Joining me is Dr. Andrew Weil, a world-renowned leader and pioneer in the field of integrative medicine. He's the author or co-author of several best-selling books. Welcome, Dr. Weil. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Doctor, your work has literally saved countless lives. You're a pioneer in integrative medicine. In your opinion, what has happened in medicine from the days of our grandparents who used mustard packs and home remedies and the doctors who looked at the whole person to where we've been in recent years? Well, you know, I think we've uh, lost confidence in the body's own natural ability to heal itself. We've become increasingly reliant on expensive technology, and especially we've come to think that drugs are the only legitimate way of treating illness. And the rise in the use of drugs, both prescription drugs and over-the-counter, I find very alarming. And, you know, Doctor, so much of how we live our lives today is, is making us sick, and there's no question about that. And one of the biggest factors that many people don't pay attention to is, is what we put in our mouths. So it's so much different today than when I was a girl. I mean, I remember going out to eat was actually a treat and it wasn't yep. the norm. And, and now we've reversed it where a home-cooked meal is a treat. Why is the majority of meals being fast food takeout such a bad idea? 
You know, most people today are not eating real food. They're eating industrialized food-like substances, you know, highly manipulated, processed, refined food. And this is really what's causing us lots of problems. Uh, this kind of food gives us the wrong kinds of fats, the wrong kinds of carbohydrates, and not enough of the protective elements that are found in fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices. You know, as you say, same for me. When I was growing up, our family always sat down to at least two meals a day that were cooked from scratch. And eating out was an occasional thing. We didn't eat much packaged food. Uh, that has changed drastically. And when I talk to people about why they don't make food themselves, the usual answer that I get is they don't have time or they don't know how. What would you say are some of the most beneficial herbs that we should be incorporating into our diet and why? Well, I, you know, I have developed an anti-inflammatory diet. I think this is the healthiest way to eat because containing inappropriate inflammation is your best overall strategy for good health and longevity. And two of the most powerful natural anti-inflammatory agents are ginger and turmeric. Uh, we're familiar with ginger. We're less so with turmeric, the yellow spice that's in yellow mustard and curry powder. I th I'm also a big fan of garlic. Cinnamon lowers blood sugar. Uh, red pepper, chili peppers stimulate circulation and metabolism. Actually, most herbs and spices contain unusual compounds that are protective of our health. You know, doctor, you'd love me because the minute I start to feel like something's coming on, I begin to eat raw garlic. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that is an old home remedy. Garlic is actually a very powerful, natural antibiotic. It kills uh, bacteria fungi, viruses, also lowers blood pressure somewhat, lowers cholesterol. It's a very good overall tonic and raw is best. So you want to add garlic near the end of cooking, use it raw on salad dressings. And here's another simple tip. The, the, uh, the chemical in, in garlic that's responsible for these beneficial effects is called allicin, and it forms on exposure to air. So you want to crush garlic, put it through a garlic press, and let it sit for 10 minutes for the allicin to form before you add it to food. If you wait that amount of time and then add it to food you're cooking, the allicin will be stable. Now, you just mentioned inflammation being a problem today, and you wrote a book called Healthy Aging. We've all been doing a tremendous amount of damage to our bodies, so is it too late for us to reverse the damage that we've done? No, it's never too late. And at any point in your life that you begin to make changes that support the body's healing functions, you reap those benefits. So if you stop doing the things that are producing damage, you start doing the things that are helpful, immediately you get benefit from that. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. As Dr. Mark Hyman said when he was a guest on the show, it really is time for us to start to visit the pharmacy, F-A-R-M, instead of the pharmacy, P-H-A-R-M. Uh -huh. So thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. We'll be right back. Do you have blackheads, acne, or just want an easier way to clean your face? If yes, then please listen on. When you wash your face to prepare it for your skincare regime, touching it with your fingers may not be optimal due to germs and bacteria on your fingertips. There are plenty of scrubs and cleansers, but most cannot give you the deep cleaning and exfoliation that a face cleaning tool can. So what are your choices? Rotating brushes or vibrating bristle heads will exfoliate and remove makeup and oil. You can also get foam sponge heads, pomace or massage heads, or even microderm abrasion heads. The heads can also be made of silicone or latex. These tools can be very effective when you choose the correct one for you. But beware, they can also harbor bacteria if not properly cleaned and maintained. You will also need to choose the correct wash that is compatible with the tool you choose. Please make sure to consider your skin type and sensitivity level. Some devices actually have multiple benefits in addition to cleaning your face. 
Since the prices vary greatly, know the benefits you are looking for before you buy. I'm Joanne Ferrari, your nationally recognized leader in anti-aging. Contact me at 908-581-9254 or on my website, totalwellness.nsproducts.com. Hello, doctor. Hi, business owner. Hey there, freelancer. The mark of a truly educated person is an open mind. These impactful words were shared by one of my mentors early in my education career. I have used this phrase and sought out examples of such persons over the last many years. Yesterday, I met another truly educated person while visiting a wellness center and meeting with the physician who owns it. She described her journey as a physician and business owner, mentioning the joys as well as the challenges of running a healthcare practice in America today. After reaching out to coaches and having soul-searching meetings with her staff, she came to a couple of conclusions. This is Vito Mazzi, your cash flow specialist with Kinem.com. The doctor made several new decisions, but she felt that the biggest one was to focus on the strengths that she and her team possess. Their main strength? They offer fantastic wellness care to their patients as she was trained to do. Among areas in need of improvement, which she has decided to outsource, dealing with financials like insurance claims and accounts receivables. She actually had called me in to assist, and now I'm helping her. And yes, I can help you too. Visit Kinnam.com forward slash Vito hyphen Mazza or call 800 850 5110. What are three important estate planning documents? I'm Jillian A. Centeni, founding member and attorney of the J. A. Centeni Law Firm, where we focus on helping individuals and businesses with their legal needs. Three important estate planning documents are a last will and testament, an advanced directive for health care, and a financial power of attorney. It is important that an individual have a will because it provides the individual with the power to appoint a person to manage their estate, name a guardian for their children, and provide a gift to someone other than the next of kin. The second important legal document is an advanced directive for health care, also known as a living will. An advanced directive allows an individual to document his or her intentions concerning medical treatments when he or she is unable to make medical decisions. The third necessary legal document is the financial power of attorney. A power of attorney is important because the individual will still need to appoint an agent to pay his or her bills, make investment decisions, and handle other financial matters. The last will and testament, advanced directive, and power of attorney are three essential legal documents that make the individual the captain of his or her ship. I'm Jillian Centeni, and to discuss estate planning, you may call me at 908-753-0153. Find us at jacentennilaw.com. We all want to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach On Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Fern Weiss, a parenting coach and educator who works with parents of teens and young adults that are going through difficult situations, including addiction recovery. She's here today to discuss the best way to pay a compliment. Welcome, Fern. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here, Joan. So, Fern, I don't know about you, but most of us are horrible at accepting compliments. Why do you believe that's the case? We are 
seeing that there's or feeling that there's an ulterior motive that the other person has, which is generally to make us feel better about ourselves. And we can come up with all sorts of reasons why what they're saying isn't true. Fern, is it a good idea to continually offer compliments to our children? No. Compliments have their place, but if you do it too often, the kids tend to see right through that. So there's an art to paying a compliment in the way it can be heard and received. If it's done in a very generic way, like you're a great basketball player, your kid can come back and say, you didn't see me the other day when I was messing up on the court and I couldn't catch a pass to save my life. The real art of it is to be able to see what you see and be very specific. The best way to offer the compliment is to focus in on the quality that you see in your child, the characteristic that you see. So rather than saying, you did really great on the court, you're a fantastic player, you tell them, I saw you passing the ball more often. You were really a good team player. And that's where the self-esteem grows because when you point out those inner qualities, he can draw on those again. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. While on the site, listen to Pasha's On Demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.